0: Let's do this. Okay.
1: Go go right ahead. This is your podcast tonight.
0: Uh, you're you brought your Z game. <laughs> right. I'm bringing
1: absolutely nothing to the table.
0: Well, I know it's different. <laughs> um all right. Well, I mean, we can jump. We can jump right to it. Okay. Let's see how quick an episode we can make. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so uh, I think pretty much you really didn't bring anything because I I messaged you today. Oh, you don't really push back on any idea that I have, I guess. <laughs> and you you're but you're really quick to just be like sure yep um, yeah. So I think what I wanted to talk about because over our hiatus. <laughs> um, we ended we we thought about doing a Halloween episode, yeah, that we never got around to, yeah, and basically, I was like, "Hey, why don't we talk about like some of our favorite like horror media mm-hmm. and um and then just kind of like maybe talk about what we like and why we like what we like about scary things and why we like it, okay, um, so. I figured maybe now's a good time to, to readdress just cause there's not much going on as soon as spring is rolling around <laughs> good just Easter. Flowers are in bloom. <laughs> Perfect time for, you can't forget about horror. Sure. You know? Right. So, um, today's as good a day as any. Um, so anyway, yeah, I thought maybe we could just talk about that now. I have brought a letterbox list. Great. That's become a standard yeah. of, of this podcast. I'm fine with that. And I do have some other things I wanted to talk about in okay. concerning horror, so I don't know where you want to start. Um, it's up to you. Um. All right. So <clears throat> there's a Lovecraft short story. Okay. I kind of tried to look it up before I came over here, and I couldn't really... When I say I tried to look up before I came over here, at all the red lights on my way over, <laughs> I had typed in because I meant to do it earlier. I just got busy. Um, but there's a short story where there's a castaway on an island, uh-huh. and he one day is just going about trying to stay alive, and he sees a tentacle come out of the water mm-hmm. and then go back down. But it's it's enormous, and he. Loses his mind. Okay. Pretty immediately. And it's a really short story. Uh, does it ring a bell? You've read some Lovecraft.
1: Not really. The only Lovecraft story I remember is the one that takes place in a m- mansion, which. I'm sure probably does not narrow it down very much. Right. (laughs) But there's one that takes place, and I want to say like either like a rundown mansion or like a rundown uh, like uh, farmhouse. That's all I really remember Mm -hmm. about it. I do remember it like freaking me out. Yeah. But I honestly don't remember much more than that.
0: I, there are a few short stories that uh, stick with me that he's written, but- that one, the castaway one, mm-hmm. really does. Because I think in a very short, in short order, it kind of manages to do everything I look for in a, in a horror story. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of horror to surprise you, which nowadays has just become like the jump scare, which right. is not what I like. What I like is, you know, in this story, you have a castaway and so you think you're you're reading the story of a castaway. But in a story of a castaway, a deeper horror is revealed uh, in him glimpsing this kind of huge tentacle mm-hmm. in the ocean. And then his response to it is deeply kind of human. It's, you know, kind of humanity brushing against the. Uh, the unexplained, the mysterious, which kind of goes back to our last pod, you know, podcast about true crime and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I love that twist where you just kind of think it's just a human horror story, and then it turns supernatural or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that, for me, deeply uh, unsettles me, <laughs> especially when you're dealing with like just basic living stuff. That's terrifying. Thinking about me paying my bills is just a complete nightmare. (laughs) Right. Now, if in my morning commute, I look in and see a thundercloud and in the thundercloud, I see a Cthulhu monster like uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Stranger Things. That is infinitely more terrifying to the person who has money problems, uh, you know, as opposed to the rich person who uh, has no other care in the world. Right. So it's like to me I think horror has to be deeply set in either human psyche or human concerns and issues. Uh, it can't just be like here's a rich guy and a ghost. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I don't
1: I don't think anything like actually scares me anymore. Mm-hmm. Like the last thing, like the like one thing that I'm that constantly scares me that genuinely terrifies me is the thought of being dead. <laughs> <laughs> what? Right? The exist the existential fear of being dead. That <laughs> really? brings to you. Yes. That is terrifying to me. Really? And it, when it hits me the right way, it is like debilitating. Huh? Yeah. That's the only, but like other than that, I don't think I've been like scared of something so, wait, since I was a kid.
0: Yours, so your fear isn't the act of dying. No, it's it is not existing. not existing. Right. But I mean, if you don't exist, you don't know. How is that terrifying?
1: Yeah, but it's, te- it's still terrifying because all I do know is existing. And how's that been working out? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm 35. I've made it, I've made it that far. <gasps> so you know, why right. not go a little further? But I'm just saying that thought of just like nothing, essentially nothing existing anymore is ter- is terrifying to me when Hmm. it catches me the right way it is like it is truly scary uh but other than that like i think like the last movie or anything that has actually scared me was probably uh the first paranormal activity yeah we saw that in the theater right because that is but even that is playing off of like this childhood fear of like sleeping in bed and something grabs you under the covers and pulling you out of your bed. You know what I mean? Like, I still think about that. If I don't have enough covers on now in bed at night, I will think about that. Right. I would think about something going to come in here and grab me. When
0: I was a kid, I used to jump from like four feet away from my bed <laughs> right. and to to make it on there. Because um, I was so scared. Huh. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know that I'm...
1: I'm- but like ghosts and all that stuff at that like i don't know like none of that stuff does anything for me
0: see i think that stuff scares me more it's it's interesting i i guess i feel like listen either we die and there's an afterlife and that afterlife is either not held against us for not knowing about it because it's hinduism or mm-hmm. whatever where it's like hey the afterlife happens to every a- afterlife happens to everybody um or it's a more mainstream you know reality um i have my i have my chips on the uh christian understanding maybe right to a certain extent um or it's complete and utter like non-existence which okay you know then yeah but then i'm
1: out that is like it's ultimately it's very sad and it's just is. I don't know. It's just don't know. It, upsetting.
0: You know, what weirdly brings me comfort is just thinking about all the other people who've gone through it.
1: I don't care about them.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know you don't. Um. And so. And so. Yeah. I. I mean. I guess that's. Uh, so what? What terrifies me more is existing. Existing is terrifying to me. Uh huh. Um navigating the world which is one reason why i like the idea of you know horror uh having some kind of social commentary or application or familial or psychological like I i want it to be saying more than just boo um on the psychological side, I think that that's in a film like The Babadook. Yeah, exactly. Um, where but The Babadook's not scary. Right, right. But, I mean, it is a horror story. Whether or not you, you find it scary or not, it is operating in a horror mode. Sure. Um, and the kid can be kind of terrifying. Remember when he's screaming in the car? Mm. His voice also is kind of terrifying. <laughs> um, so you, you have, like, The Babadook. You have, like, Night of the Living Dead, which is about Mm. race relations, you know, in America, basically. Um, And, uh, you know, and and I really enjoy that. Um, I think the only truly kind of uh, non-social commentary or, like, psychological kind of um, analogy... That, that terrifies me are myths, mm-hmm. like legends. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's why, uh, to me, one of the most terrifying films ever, if not the most terrifying, mm-hmm. and I've seen it close to 40 times by now probably, <laughs> right. is Blair Witch. Yeah. And the thing that got me about that is all the backstory that is just hinted at in the actual film. Mm-hmm. You have these places that I still think about today, Coffin Rock. You know, you have the uh, the house where all these kids were taken um, and and killed. And the Blair Witch herself is only kind of on the periphery of that story. Yeah, she's kind of influencing these things happening, but she's not out there causing them to and that to me of like a um like a land with a history that's unexplained or influenced by dark forces to me is far more uh, unsettling than you know again kind of like modern horror films i remember i watched I'll watch even some of the most generic horror films. But I remember I watched a horror film called Lights Out a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Went to the theater for it. And basically the idea is that there's a ghost who's kind of made of darkness. So if you turn on the light and she's there, you basically just see like a dark outline of her. And that can be a terrifying image. But then the the mythology is like, I forget she got electrocuted or something. (laughs) So like all all the light got sucked from her, you know, and it's just stupid and absurd. Or you just put characters in these stories to be fodder. So they're like the young teenagers. They're just meant to be ground up by whatever it is. Yeah. Um, And that I just, I just could care less about. Yeah. Um, it's not about the moment of being scared for me. It's about like deeply unsettling me. Um, and getting me to think about places that might exist that have some dark power influence, like this coffin rock place. Sure. <laughs> and thinking about like just, you know, where, what place could I be defiling on my, you know, morning walk mm-hmm. you know or uh you know the, the the kind of technological world infringing on the spiritual like um burial ground or whatever else yeah. those stories always used to captivate me yeah um but again i think it, i think those have like some kind of social you know commentary is, as broad as it may seem um and so i guess I, I just like the fact that i think horror movies can say stuff in a way that's not, like, preachy, that can deeply unsettle you, but then also maybe, you know, say something to if they if they want it to. Sure. Um, seems like you can pack a lot of messaging into horror, which is kind of where they came from, right? Like, fables. Everyone talks about, like, yeah. early fairy tales are really terrifying.
1: Yeah. I think my draw to it as a kid is that you just want to be scared. Right?
0: Yeah, I don't or, know. And you
1: also kind of feel like you're watching something that you shouldn't be watching. Yeah. For me, that was the draw. Right. And So what did you watch as a kid? As an was adult. Was that like kids' play? Obviously, I have no desire for that. As a kid? So what scared me as a kid was... Child's play. Child's play I didn't watch as much, but Chucky did freak me out. Mm-hmm. Um. It... The TV miniseries scared the crap out of me. Storm of the Century, the other Stephen King TV that. miniseries, also scared me to an extent. But, like, the Freddy Krueger movies, I was having nightmares about Freddy Krueger before I ever even saw, saw a it, Freddy yeah. Krueger movie. Yeah. Um, But then I didn't get into, like... uh. Jason and Halloween uh, the only one of the big that big those big series I watched was Freddy Krueger. I didn't yeah. watch the other ones. Uh Freddy
0: Krueger is also just maybe the most terrifying idea in exactly, horror films. Exactly.
1: Exactly. He's in your dreams. Right. Yeah, there's no way to avoid it. You have mm-hmm. to go to sleep. Um there's another one that I can't remember. Oh, yes. In the Mouth of Madness oh, scared the man. crap out of me. Yeah, Maybe just because of how little sense it makes. That movie freaked me out, though.
0: Can, can I comment on that really quick? That's the one kind of horror that I tend to not like, which is a universe that has its own rules that you can't understand. Right. Um, the only thing that I could think of in, in comparing this is poor timing for this too. Is Ren and Stimpy? Mm-hmm. Did you hear about the creator of Ren Stimpy? No. Oh, he's a uh, apparently Ma- magachud. He's all into like child pornography and stuff. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> yeah <so laughs> okay. even worse. But I remember, you know. That was kind of the big thing when we were kids. And I remember just not wanting to tell anybody how terrified of Ren Stimpy I was. Why are you scared we of Ren and Stimpy? So the thing that scared me about Ren Stimpy is their universe that they lived in. Mm-hmm. It was absurdist. It just made me feel like inside their house, there's, there's a nightmare going on yeah. almost every single moment of every day. Outside their house, it has to be even worse <laughs> because this these are the characters that I'm supposed to most identify with right. in this universe and I can barely identify yeah. with them. So outside, I just got the sense that like the god of that universe created a ride that went wildly out of control and now everything's just sped up mm-hmm. and they can't stop it. And so their universe is just like, just putting out just insane stuff and mm. Ren and Stimpy are trying to just like navigate this world, you know? And, and I just am always looking for something identifiable that can like calm me down or give me some reference point mm-hmm. for like, there's actually normal stuff going in there. There's not just absurdity all the time happening there. Right. But that's all that that is. And some people, I guess can find like humor in that. I'm just very unsettled and, it makes me very nervous. I, I think it probably is a core fear of mine that like to wake up in a universe that makes sense to everyone else except for me. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand the governing rules of it. Mm-hmm. You know, that is a terrifying idea. Yeah. And that's kind of like what in the mouth of madness. No, that totally what it is. is. That's what it is. But that, that
1: movie was a staple of my growing up
0: yeah that that movie that
1: movie was like if we're going to watch a movie it was it was in the mouth of madness uh event horizon scared Mm -hmm. the crap out of me Mm -hmm. movies like that but like as i've gotten to be an adult i just have zero desire to watch them because i don't want to be scared
0: (laughs) yeah well so i guess i guess and even
1: now it's like it's like and i'm sure it was the same when i was a kid you're just not sophisticated enough to pick up on it it's just nothing but ch- jump scares, and that just feels cheap. Like mm-hmm. you can get anybody with a jump scare. You just play a loud noise. Right.
0: No, I'm I'm totally with you on that, but I, I still think that again for me it's the. As I've gotten older, it's been become more about like the social function of horror, or like, you know, th- th- this idea of. Um, like I also like the idea of horror to. Cut through anybody. You could be rich and uh, terrified, and mm-hmm. you could be poor and terrified. Like terror is a sh- is a common shared emotion. Yeah, uh, and it's one way that can weirdly unite everybody. You get everybody in from different backgrounds and whatever, and you can terrify them. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but as I've gotten older, it's become more like i said just about like what is this horror saying or revealing about you know culture or yeah but i think that name. works
1: for like the boba duke i don't think that that's really what they're going for with lights out
0: no it's not and that's why lights out did not work for me you know that that's kind of what i'm saying is is these uh more mainstream horror films i i'm pretty much completely exhausted by and mm-hmm. and done with. Um I really want my horror movies to be saying something. Which I think might get us to my list. Okay. And you can maybe let me know what you think.
2: Yeah, let's hear
0: it. Uh let me pull it up.
1: <clears throat> the Shining. Oh, oh yeah. Go yeah, so go ahead and go with your list. Sorry. I just googled horror movies. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it sounded like you kind of scared yourself <laughs> like you you googled horror movies and then you're like ah the shining <laughs> so yeah maybe this will help uh prove my point on what i'm trying to say um you know probably the the newest addition to my my list of favorite horror films uh get out is a kind of perfect example uh, which you saw Get Out, yeah. Do Do we see it in the theater together? Mm-hmm. Uh, what What would you think again? I R- liked it. R- yeah, remind. Me. I
1: but see, I would in no way consider it a horror movie.
0: No way. I mean,
1: not really. I mean, I th- would consider it more of a thriller, right? I mean, what's a ho- <laughs> what is horror about it?
0: Well, I think horror for me are it's more about the images that stay with you. So you know, images or scenes that you can always call back to that will like unnerve you or unsettle you. You don't have to be terrified, but I can definitely think of a few in the shining. I mean, there's the, there's the classic, uh, here's Johnny, um, scene. Um, but in get out, it's the sunken place. I think that is scary. Mm-hmm. I think the ideas as well, um, are, is what's scary. I, had a friend who asked me to recommend a horror movie to him. And I recommended one of the films on my list here called Loose or The Vanishing. Mm-hmm. It's on Criterion. And it is basically one of the most terrifying ideas. Yeah. But as a film, he ended up watching, he was like, What was that? What was scary? And I'm like, What isn't terrifying about that idea? I Mm -hmm. mean, afterwards, it just... For me, that film, like, lingered in my mind. I couldn't shake it, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's just basically one horrific idea carried out. And then the movie's over. And uh, and I I think that, to me, is, like, truly unsettling is something that, like, just gets into your mind... And stays there, and and you can't shake and get out. I think absolutely did that with its, what it's saying, mm-hmm. like what's happening to the people. Uh, I think it's a it's a terrifying idea, even if you're not like bah, yeah. Um, so Blair, which we 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 talked about, and I think that is more about like building a modern urban legend, um. Probably the horror movie that surprised me the most because I thought it was going to be a mainstream horror film is The Ring, Mm -hmm. and I love The
1: Ring. Yeah, The Ring scared me when it when it came out.
0: Yeah, I think that to me is more about the filmmaking, just being so terrifying Mm -hmm. and the imagery, Uh, and again the ideas of the film itself. So, like, I still can remember where little Samara, the girl. Mm-hmm. stayed in the barn and what her room looked like at mm-hmm. the top of that barn. <laughs> and every time I get terrified. <laughs> I mean, it's terrifying. Yeah. Um The Innocence with Deborah Kerr. Okay, have you seen that? Nope. Written by Truman Capote.
1: Doesn't mean anything to me.
0: Truman Capote? You know who he is. I know who he is. Yeah um the innocence i think has one of the most terrifying openings of all time Mm -hmm. we actually watched it for the first time in this house um in that corner Mm -hmm. i remember uh elise and sam were gonna watch it with me so i like got it ready dim the lights Mm -hmm. they were in the other room getting pillows or whatever and so i started because. You know, just get through the credits or whatever. The film starts on a completely black screen. Mm-hmm. And then a child starts singing. Oh,
1: I remember you telling me about this.
0: The one thing that I do with horror movies, my feet can't be on the floor. <laughs> like, it goes back to your idea. I keep thinking like something's going to snatch me from underneath right. the, uh, the couch. Or like just rub against me, which goes back to the Lovecraft idea. Yeah. I don't need to see it. I just need the, need the hint of the thing. That's enough to terrify terrify right. me. Um and uh my feet immediately shot up. <laughs> I immediately start like I'm like, Elise, Sam, like I'm immediately aware that I'm alone in this house. Um not the house, but in the room. Right. And they're not giving any image image. They're just singing a song. Mm-hmm. And it almost gave me this like it could have I, been coming
1: from the inside the house.
0: Uh, well, it made me think like, what if this whole movie is just an hour and a half long of this child <laughs> singing over darkness? Like I am ter- I've, I'm out of my mind terrified yeah. right now. So I actually had to like wait for an image to come up so I could actually have some light. Yeah, And then I had to pause it and like calm my panic attack until I got them in the room. And then I replayed it for them. That's going to
1: be a movie someday. An hour and a, a half, child of a sing, uh, no, of just a blank screen, and all you hear is like dialogue, and like Foley work around you, right? And then just like opens up and reveals something. I don't know what. Yeah, <laughs> it's like those those movies that like um buried. Yeah, listen, it's I like got that. you.
0: Your character's blind. Um, you hear all this stuff. The end result is that they give your eyesight back, but everybody's like a monster. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <sighs> um, they just look terrifying. Psycho is next on my list. Mm-hmm. And now you haven't seen some classic horror films. I've yet. seen Psycho. You've seen Psycho. Yeah. For me, it's the scene of Norman Bates with the wig on his head Mm -hmm. at the end Mm -hmm. and the light swinging as he's holding a knife above his head and he has the most like fulfilled smile on his face Mm -hmm. you realize like there's nothing more in this man's life than that (laughs) moment with that knife And it's terrifying. His, that actually
1: somehow makes me feel better about it.
0: <laughs> that he's smiling? Like at least he's happy. <laughs> yeah. As, as you're about to die, you're like, at least he's living his best life. Exactly. <laughs> My death has some purpose. <laughs> um, the Shining we talked about. Now, see, The
1: Shining is the classic example for me of a scary movie that is in no way whatsoever scary. No way. I I remember never. I love The Shining. I've watched a million times, but I don't ever remember the girls feeling room two forty
0: six. The elevator it's, of blood. Nope. The 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 room of two forty six where the woman turns from a the beautiful old lady in to the tub. An old yeah, lady but in the tub.
1: again, I still would kind of chalk that
0: up to like a jump scare. The the other thing too, and this again kind of hints at the Lovecraft story that I was talking about in the beginning. The Shining as well has a hint of this other terrifying universe out there where you have at the very end um, Shelley Duvall running through the um, hotel and there's that dog masked person like Mm -hmm. going down on another man Mm -hmm. in like a tuxedo. And then they like just look over at her. And you're like, "I don't know what rules are governing that room and what's happening right. in there. But that is terrifying. <laughs> that's terrifying. That is the most horrifying thing I've ever yeah. you know considered in my life that that makes sense in some weird way yeah. and get me out of here." Yeah. Like again, I think it all goes back to that idea of this slow revelation of like absurdity that breaks into the mundane world that I find. Just completely, insanely terrifying.
1: Yeah. Fun fact, that scene is recreated in a 30 Seconds to Mars music video.
0: <laughs> and is it like played for like horror? Is it like yeah. he's running through yeah, I a I want to say
1: the entire video might be like a shining thing, but it was like one of their earlier videos. I just remember that being in it. Well, uh, and he's wearing, and Jared Leto's wearing, like, a tuxedo the whole time. Like, maybe he's supposed to be the bartender of the Overlook. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I just know that that scene specifically is in it.
0: Um, alien. Yep. Okay, Um. there's a whole genre that I really enjoy. I don't know if you will... Balk at this being on a horror list, but Shaun of the Dead.
1: Yeah, I, I I don't think you can have. I think being funny eliminates your contention for horror movies.
0: See, I almost completely disagree because I think the the beautiful thing about horror is you can put in so much. I think humor is necessary in you know great horror mm-hmm. um because i think that sometimes you need a little alleviation of tension yeah but or there's too else. much
1: alleviation in shawn the dead it's that's, more alleviation than it is tension
0: yeah that, that, that that's where i'll agree with that but um it definitely is a great film yeah i love
1: shawn the dead not scary at all
0: i remember not watching that for a long time because of its title I remember thinking, sure. like Shaun of the Dead." Yeah, it's
1: a terrible. It's a bad title.
0: Um, this one, I think, that, that you'll agree, and this is another kind of horror genre that we haven't talked about a lot. Uh, the Thing.
1: Yeah, I love The Thing,
0: which goes back to horror movies that involve monsters. Mm-hmm. Jaws, I think, is another classic one. Is why, still today, I am terrified of sharks. Yeah, I just keep thinking of. All the shots of that woman swimming out in the ocean at night, mm-hmm. shot from below. And that is how I view myself every time I go in the ocean. Even with my feet on the ground, <laughs> I imagine myself from like... Just walking on a giant shark. Yes, I'm just walking <laughs> on a giant shark. He's going to open his mouth. He's going to eat right. <laughs> um, Absolutely terrifying. Uh-huh. Uh, but I mean, I think the thing not only has a thing that is attacking people, which is terrifying. But also involves this idea of like paranoia of other people, exactly. Which is another thing that I love. Who's infected? How can we prove it? Um, Rosemary's Baby. Okay, is next. Have you seen that? No. And you have no interest because of the scariness factor, just because the film itself doesn't hold any interest. That's directed by Roman
1: Polanski, right? Right. That's why. There you
0: go. Okay.
1: Uh, I also haven't seen Jaws. I know we tried to watch it in college, huh. or some of us did watch it. Yeah, I whatever whatever happened, I did not boycott it.
0: <laughs>
1: I think I was there, but I did not. I remember
0: nothing from it. Yeah. Um, to me, Jaws is best watched with as little hype as possible. Like, surprise yourself. Right. Don't build up to it. But I'm also
1: the same. I'm in the same boat where it's like, I don't need a scary shark movie to be afraid of going in the ocean. Mm -hmm. I'm already there.
0: So I think that's why you need to watch it. It's not going to terrify you any more than you already are. It's going to give me a heart attack. You know what? The one thing about sharks um, that makes me less scared of them. Finding out that they are Donald Trump's number one fear, like in in real life, his number one fear is like sharks. Yeah, and I'm like, well, if he's scared of them, no, I can't, can't be scared. Be, can't be that. I bad. can't be that bad. Um, well, I mean, I think the thing about Jaws is you see the shark.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: As soon as you see the shark,
2: it's yeah. all done. Right.
0: Like you're you're going to see the shark and probably immediately turn off the movie. Mm-hmm. The only hope of you making it all the way through Jaws. Is if somebody else is watching it with you, right? And then they're like, "Turn it back on." What are you doing? What about open water? Open water, I really enjoy, mm-hmm. and that gets more at it. Yeah, more at my fear. Um, but Jaws has some great scenes, and Jaws has a whole build up to it where like people are being attacked on the, uh, in the ocean, mm-hmm. and, um when you don't see the shark you just see people like get pulled under and then blood start pouring out around them mhm nothing ter- more terrifying than that um a perfect example of the balance of humor and horror is drag me to hell
1: yes you know what I was just thinking about the other day he should make a follow up movie where Drag she me to fights her way out of hell. <laughs> because it's like, that's such a good movie. Yes. And I love the way it ends, even though it is kind of crappy that we spend the whole time with this girl and ultimately she does just go to hell. And <laughs> yeah. it could be like a spiritual successor to Army of Darkness, right? Just do a big budget Army of Darkness where this girl fights her way out of hell. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I mean, he hasn't done anything in a while.
0: Yeah, I feel like he's just kind of like um
1: Evil Dead 2 is a movie that that genuinely scared me. That I that I had an actual hard time finishing. That's because it scared me so Mm -hmm.
0: much. I I agree. Um Evil Dead 2 is Yeah.
2: Is terrifying. Um
0: Invasion of the Body Snatchers, okay, the nineteen seventies version. Right, uh, you've seen that, right?
1: Not whatever early two thousands crappy remake they did. No, there's <laughs> like a fifties. There, okay. There's a
0: fifties version that is um, pretty pretty terrifying too. Like I, I like that one as well.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I've never seen either of those.
0: Oh really? I I think that you'd really like the seventies version. Mm-hmm. Um. Let the right one in. Yeah. Not really. I liked it. I mean that didn't really do anything. For wrong. me, it's the final shot of that movie mm-hmm. with the boy in the pool.
1: I don't even remember.
0: You don't remember that? Nope. Oh man. <laughs> That's like an all timer. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It, uh it's one of those where you watch the ending. Now you're talking about
1: the the what is it Swedish? Yes. You're not talking about the American remake. Let me right. in.
0: I like Let Me In as well. Mm-hmm. But I like the Swedish better. Yeah. Um it has a cat attack in it. That mm-hmm. looks awful. <laughs> like all these digital cats attack a woman and it just made me think like yikes man. Uh-huh. Why
1: it just didn't need Wasn't that directed by someone in the like JJ J. Abrams universe? Matt Reeves did yeah, the Matt did, Reeves, did the American who did uh the Cloverfield, Cloverfield and
0: all right. the uh, Planet of the Apes.
1: Oh, he did all the new Planet of the Apes movies?
0: Wait, am I misremembering that? I don't think I am. I
1: haven't seen I love any those. of those
0: movies. So. I love those. I think that's what he did. Yeah. Um. No, so I, I think these two let the right one in and The Descent. Both. The Descent. Yeah, I yeah, like I love The Descent. Both speak to, again, like endings. Mm-hmm. Just put some effort into your endings. Yeah. You know? Um and uh and and push beyond just like maybe the simple scare. Like find a way of of building visually to a climax, not just I don't know, what people do nowadays. Yeah. Um but I just find myself on let the right one in and the descent at the end just like Psycho 2, same thing for the next movie, Diabolique. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that one? We watched
1: it, but I don't remember much from it.
0: Um, Diabolique 2, just a great ending. Mm-hmm. Um, Peeping Tom is on here. Mm-hmm. Did you watch Peeping Tom? No. That
1: ha- that's dr- I think I did, but I don't remember. Yeah, it's directed he by... He kills Ma- people, right?
0: Yeah, Michael Powell... Uh, directed it Michael Powell was part of they called themselves the Archers Mm -hmm. Powell and Pressburger and they were basically the Steven Spielberg's of their time hit after hit like classic after classic they have a film called the Red Shoes which is amazing Um, just like endless amounts of uh, great films and a lot of them are like seen, especially today' like high art,
1: mhm, um, and then he goes and makes this sick movie about some prevert that kills people, yes,
0: he by a a photographer who like yeah. takes pictures of women and then kills them.
1: yeah, I've seen part of it at least I know that,
0: and uh, it ruined his career, yeah, it absolutely ruined it was like his his last film. <laughs> It is like if Tom Hanks gets his chance to make, a, a, he's already made his first directorial film, mm-hmm. but just imagine if right now Tom Hanks comes out and just like, basically just plays like Ed Gein <laughs> in the most like documentary-esque way possible. Right. Uh,
1: if Tom Hanks decides to adapt Frankie Teardrop. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh. But that's on here. <clears throat> the Night of the Hunter. Okay. Um which if you haven't seen The Night of the Hunter, for you I think that's that's probably like my number one recommend. Mm-hmm. Um if you can stay awake. Okay. <laughs> the Babadook we talked about Silence of the Lambs. This other one we watched in college, The Wicker Man.
1: With n- the
0: seventies one. The seventies version. I don't. I, I
1: don't. Don't remember
0: particularly. The others.
1: I hated that movie. The with others no, with Nicole ha- Kidman. Yeah, you hate yeah, the I others. That movie stinks.
0: <laughs> Why? I just remember hating it. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. The orphanage.
1: Yeah, I was all right. I I didn't. It didn't do nothing for me.
0: Jacob's ladder.
1: Yep. Jacob's ladder is scary. The vanishing. The Vanishing. Now that's you were talking about that earlier. That's uh-huh. the movie about the wife disappearing. Yeah, and wasn't that
0: remade yeah, into an American version with yeah, like, like, like Kurt, Kurt Russell? Russell or something in it?
1: Yeah, that I I saw. I watched that. That movie is great. I love that movie.
0: Um, in the Mouth of Madness. The Devil's Backbone.
1: I didn't care for that.
0: or the de- which the or
1: wait a minute. The Devil's Backbone, what's that one about? The Devil's Backbone is... The orphanage we saw at the Polk Theater, right? I believe so. Or is so. that Devil's Backbone?
0: Devil's Backbone we saw at the Polk Theater.
1: Okay. I didn't care for, de- for Devil's Backbone. I mean, I thought it was fine, but the way that everyone else loved it so much made me not like it. Of
0: course. <laughs> Ooh, it's, it's the one where the, where the bomb is yes. in the middle of the orphanage yeah. and it's gone off. Right. I oh, haven't man. seen the orphanage. I love it. The Mist.
1: Yeah, The Mist was was good. Uh, the ending is rough, though. I'm still not it's, sure if I like the ending or not.
0: It's that. rough, but I like it. Ravenous. Have you seen...
1: Now, Ravenous, Ravenous is not a horror movie. Yes, it and is. Quickly, have you seen the... Missed ending at the on YouTube where they cut it with the curb your enthusiasm music. No, <laughs> as soon as he gets out of the car <laughs> and sees the tanks.
0: Da, 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 yeah. da, 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 da. <laughs> oh man, okay, I'll look that up. Ravenous well, as, Ravenous is
1: great. I love Ravenous, but ask I would Tony. not care.
0: I would, Tony I that has a movie. almost never been scared. Any more what in a is movie scary movie. about that movie? There's the the dream with the horse where he like slaughters the horse. That's what that's what got Tony, at in the end. Yeah. Um. But no, that movie is great. I watch that movie any any day. Yeah, I do love Revenant. And every time I watch it, I get to the end I'm like, <laughs> what a freaking good movie! What a great movie! That's another one that I remember as a kid. Seeing in Blockbuster for a while and uh, just never picking it up Mm -hmm. because it's called Ravenous and you're like, is this going to be gross and like whatever? And then uh, I saw Guy Pearce in Memento Mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, I really like this guy. And there he was in Ravenous. And I was like, oh,
1: the soundtrack is really good to that movie. too. It is amazing. Or the score, I guess.
0: The first paranormal activity is on here.
1: Yeah, because it plays with all the bedroom stuff.
0: Yeah, all the bedroom stuff and the idea. Like I love to, there's there's a moment when they like get the footprints of the demon Mm -hmm. and its footprints are like bigger than the room. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't fit. It's like with how big this footprint is, it should be like standing through the roof. Right. And I love the idea again of that kind of like mixture of like, yep, it's in a universe that you can't really understand. Yeah. But it is here. Yeah. Um,
2: what
1: lies beneath? I never watched that. Really? Yeah. You always said how great it was, but I never watched it.
0: Like that to me is, is probably the one that I'm like most jealous. Is Richard Gere in that movie. No, that's no, you're thinking of, um, primal fear. Okay. <laughs> with edward norton primal
1: fears the lawyer movie yeah with
0: edward norton i don't know why i'd be thinking of that i have been dying to (laughs) show you um but uh man like that's where i feel like liking films as much as i did early on did not serve me well Uh uh-huh if i had what lies beneath in my back pocket to watch any night that I wanted.
1: For the first time ever? For the
0: first time ever. Who is in it? That's a gift. That's Harrison Ford. That's uh. Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, It's good. There, there are other like good horror, mo- horror movies that I think are good that I know are not good movies. Right. Stir of Echoes. I love.
1: Yeah, I didn't like
0: Stir of Echoes. Fallen with Denzel Washington.
1: That's not a horror movie. I
0: love Fallen, fallen where they touch people, yeah. That's not a horror movie. What, what travels in between people when they touch a demon? It's a horror movie. Um, there are just a bunch of like low, f- low grade horror movies that mm-hmm. I like. The end of um, times
1: <laughs> with
0: Arnold Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger? No, sadly, I loved that, that movie when I was a kid. You know what? I, I kind of, I remember watching being like, oh, I'm just a little too old, but I would like this if I was younger, uh, Constantine with Keanu Reeves. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I didn't care for it. It could have
0: been worse.
1: All right. So is that your list?
0: Yeah. I mean, and then a special shout out to Resolution, which those guys have another horror movie coming out. Oh, that's the found footage? No, that's the one with the friends who, Um. well, it's kind of found footage. Uh, yeah. Friends one of them is on drugs the guy takes yeah, him yeah, to yeah. a room handcuffs him and the big reveal we were like what and then we both googled it and we we're like oh wow that's really That's good. right yeah that's yeah that's really smart
1: yeah okay so let me throw some of these out at you okay it follows
0: yeah that should be on here actually
1: um which again not scary but and it kind of falls apart at the end But that moment, it did have that moment because we watched it in the theater. Mm -hmm. It had that moment where they're all in the house together, and then this giant, like seven foot guy, out of nowhere walks through the doorway. Yeah, and I remember that moment, like, like literally, like moving me back in my seat. (laughs) Yes. that really, that that moment really got me. Yeah, but that, but that movie, the premise is just so good. Yeah, that's like to me an example of like of like Nightmare on Elm Street. Where mm-hmm. it's like this premise is so perfect for a horror movie that it's like it kind of makes the movie. It's like you can't do you can't go wrong with it.
0: I I meant to skip back on it. the witch is on here. Yeah, and I meant to come back to that too because I, I I wanted to comment a little bit. Maybe we can do it at the end. Going back to like fables and fairy tales mm-hmm. and how horror movies have been or horror stories have been used to like teach people lessons and keep like the Principles of community going, mm-hmm. which are basically like, if you leave this community, bad things will happen to you. There's right. witches in those hills and whatever. You need to stay here with people, with us. Stay with us. It's just like used to reinforce the, uh, the communal idea and spirit. Yeah. Um, but anyway, go on. Uh,
1: the modern horror masterpiece that rejuvenated the entire genre. Scream. Scream classic should be on here too. Scream yeah, Scream I liked, but again, Scream might be the quintessential. This movie is not scary. I can't even think I don't even think the premise of Scream is scary to me.
0: Uh yeah. I think I think the only thing that's scary is probably the opening. That's even that was scary I don't know, it just get.
1: was not scary to me.
0: The phone call I
1: guess. Uh, yeah. Um uh, Oh, the Hellraiser movies scared me as a kid.
0: Yeah, they, they scare me, but I feel like if we went back and watched them, we'd think that they were really Sure. Silly.
1: Oh, I'm sure they're terrible movies. Yeah. But as a kid, I was terrified.
0: I remember being terrified of the idea of Hellraiser. Sure. Yeah. Twenty
1: eight days later.
0: Yeah, it's really good.
1: That's a great one.
0: I'll even go to bat for twenty eight weeks later.
1: Yeah, it's all right. And even twenty eight days later is great. Twenty days is great, yeah.
0: What about Poltergeist? You know what? I've tried that a few times. It never it never gets me. Ever, ever. And people love it. Poltergeist was a movie that I did not
1: watch until I was an adult. And I liked it fine watching it. But I kept, it gets like rated PG, right? Now that's, that's a horror show, yeah. None of these things give the rating. I just remember, I, I remember, I think I remember watching it. It's rated PG. Yeah. Oh, it's PG. Yeah. I remember watching that and being like, how in the world is this rated PG? Well,
0: it's it's all the stuff that's PG, like Goonies, Gremlins. I mean, all of these have elements where I was like, I would never let my son watch this at all like right. nine. Uh, what was It Comes at Night?
1: We saw that in the theater,
0: right? I love It Comes at Night. Yeah.
1: What do you think about um, that was the movie where isn't there like they're a disease a, mm-hmm, and they're living in a cabin mm-hmm. and then they get the guy. The guy. From he girls. brings his family. Yeah. 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 I like that. Yeah. I really like it. Um, What did you what do you think about the upcoming John Krasinski movie?
0: So, yeah, I wanted to also talk. One thing that made me think about this is. The more that I look, the more excited I am about horror movies this year. And I think, you know, you can blame it on whatever, something in the air. Um, but there seem to be, uh, again, I don't shy away from mainstream horror films. But I'm ready for people to get tired of the mainstream formula and start telling a different kind of story. Yeah, For a long time, it was just torture porn, which yes. I am not interested in.
1: Speaking of which, sorry, have you watched the trailer for whatever that insane kids movie is that's directed by Eli Roth? It oh, looks like one of the scariest things in the world.
0: The, the house with the clock in yes. walls?
1: Yes. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't maybe doesn't look that scary, All but right. the, that trailer is edited straight up like, like a, a super a horror scary f- horror
0: movie. Yeah. It's like, who are you? What little kids are you trying to get to watch exactly. this movie? Who are you going for? If, if then, I was a kid, I would be terrified yeah. of this. But then you realize it's Eli Roth, and you're like, oh, yeah. he doesn't know No,
1: No, it was, it was so scary. The tra- that trailer was so scary, it made me look it up. to Because I was thinking, like, what psycho would make a kid's movie this scary? And as soon as I saw Eli Roth, I thought, oh, oh that makes it. sense. <laughs> of course, it's Eli Roth.
0: Um. Yeah, he seems like the type of guy that would come into a room and be like, Yeah, man, you know, people just don't give kids enough credit. They can handle it. And then he just goes out and makes like a hard R movie. Right. He's like, Yeah, look
1: I'm gonna scare the shit out of these kids.
0: <laughs> yeah. And they're gonna love me for it. <laughs> they'll be my audience. They'll they'll get it. Um and he but he did Cabin Fever, Cabin fever
1: which is a great movie.
0: Cabin fever is really good, and that is it. Yeah. He sucks. He fell off a cliff. Um, then the other new guy that's that was getting all the raves. He sucks. Um, oh yeah. Ty something? Yes.
1: Is that who you're talking about? Yep. Yeah. That's exactly what I He did all the independent movies.
2: Yep. Um. But yeah,
0: so A Quiet Place. John Krasinski's new movie. Right. It apparently is getting good early buzz. Yeah. And it is kind of what I look for in a mainstream horror film, which is a high concept, so this thing that there's something that attacks noise, that you think is then going to be just like lights lights out, Mm. which is just one kind of visual that looks a little spooky around like, just stupidity, you know? But, based on you know, the word that's getting it's, it's actually kind of like actually digging into what that world could look like more than just like, Oh yeah, that's scary. Now how can we have all the characters make accidental noise? Right. Exactly. Um, so I'm actually, I actually got excited about that. I think that's coming out this week. Is it? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I'll see that. Oh, will you?
0: Okay. I wasn't sure if, if that was,
1: uh, here's my last one perfect mixture of comedy and horror maybe a little bit more comedy than horror Mm -hmm. the frighteners
0: oh man that's a great one i love the frighteners and that is terrifying yeah um the frighteners is amazing and the last one i'll give a shout out to uh housebound
1: no i haven't seen Housebound. that's
0: a uh, that's a newer one Mm -hmm. that's really good and that's that's like Frighteners too. There's a lot of comedy there, mm-hmm. but no, the Frighteners is, and the Frighteners
1: Ooh. starts out funny, but and then it gets like weirdly disturbing by the end. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and it has the, uh, the 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 guy who has been like in cults for so right. long. Yeah, and he is just a great terrifying yeah. character yeah. too. Yeah, he's really good in that movie. Um, yeah, that that makes me kind of sad. You know, I usually don't do this. I'm usually just like, hey, whatever a director I like does, go for it. I'm not going to be like, oh, mm-hmm. if only the films, we, you know, like Ryan Johnson is making three Star Wars films. People are like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm like, he's making Star Wars. Let him go. Mm-hmm. Like he's doing what he wants to do. Like, don't feel sad for him. Sure. Um, but Peter Jackson. Um, oh, right. Just doing the Lord of the Rings stuff mm-hmm. and not doing like the Frighteners stuff. Um, I, I hope that we get one more like that out of him before he just, you know, dissolves into (laughs) mainstream, you know, King Kong, Lord of the Rings, the Lovely Bones, which is terrible.
1: Right. Well, maybe that's
0: why he's not doing them anymore. Yeah. But I mean, he, I don't know. He like did the Frighteners, the Frighteners and then Lord of the Rings.
1: Like, right, but wasn't Lovely Bones like his last original movie?
0: Yes. It and was it terrible. was like,
1: like not just terrible, like yeah. one of the worst movies of all time.
0: Right. And what, what I think is, what I remember liking as a kid or when I was younger are like all the people who saw like, ooh, Lord of the Rings, what, what's he done? And then like renting the Frighteners <laughs> <laughs> from the director of Lord of the Rings. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think to me the biggest draw to a horror movie is watching it in the theater with a bunch of other people. That to me seems like it's always a great experience. And I remember the couple times that we the couple times that we've seen like we saw um it comes at night in the theater. And uh I remember it, wait a minute. Isn't that the movie where, like, the people were, like, mad at the end? Yeah. Right? They were pissed. Um, But it also started with, like, it starts off, and you can kind of tell how the audience is going to take it by their conversations before the movie starts. Right. And just, like, these people are going to hate this movie. Yep. But, like, with, we also saw, like, Paranormal Activity 4 in the theater, mm-hmm. which is a bad movie. Mm-hmm. But seeing it in the theater with all those people, it, it makes fun, it a fun experience. Mm-hmm. So, to me, that's probably, like, the at this point in my life, the biggest draw to seeing a scary movie. Like, I have no desire to sit in my living room in the dark and watch a scary movie either with Julia or by myself.
0: But but Julia doesn't like watching them, period. Well, right. right? She so would never you, watch it. You would period. watch it by yourself. Right. Yeah. Watching horror movies alone isn't fun. Yeah. Because <laughs> then you're just scared. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, but it is a funny visual to think about uh, a grown man being scared in the room because a child is singing over a dark screen. I don't know if, if it would be appropriate, but I was like, maybe I could tell my scariest story. For all sure. time.
1: yeah. All right, go for it.
0: All right, you've heard this a few times. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think that this kind of blends all those elements that, that i look for in a horror movie. It, it, it all happened to me. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is the the genesis of all that I look for in like horror movies. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so I was in high school, and a friend of mine and I went to a Marlins game and it was a school night. And every time we went to the Marlins game, literally like every time I can think of, they went into extra innings. Mm. And this night, of course they go into extra innings. I remember they went all the way to like 14, at least 14, if not 15th inning. And finally they end up losing. Of course, glad I sat around, you know, for five extra innings of loser baseball. Um, And we go down um, and already like the crowd had thinned and it's close to one o'clock. Now, now I'm older. I don't know if I'm conflating memories, but there was one time I was at a game with him and I backed over and somebody put a bottle behind our tire. Mm -hmm. Did anybody do that to you at like a show or whatever? That's like Mm-mm. a classic troll.
1: The only time I think I got trolled like that in high school around that age is I worked at Kroger and I came out to my car at work at like 10 o'clock at night after my shift was over. And someone had let the air out of all of my tires, yeah. like not slashed my tires, yeah. went around to each tire individually and let all of the air out. So strange
0: stuff like that annoys me too. Like anything I have to do that I shouldn't have to give time to annoys me. It's stolen time. Um, so yeah, th- this was either that night or a separate night. But anyway, all that to say it was very late by the time we, we, we got on the road um, and I had to go drop him off. He was like a year younger than me. So I drop him off and then I'm driving home and it was, it was after one o'clock pushing closer to two and I was driving up to a t-section where you know I had to turn left so this road I can't go straight anymore I have to take a right or left and this light turns red right as I get to it this is also a classically long light I mean this is a light that you think is broken Until it just surprises you and turns green. And so I thought of two things. Number one, I thought of just running the light. I was like, it's freaking 140. No one's around. I'm just going to turn left and get home. Or I was like, I could turn right and just go do a U-turn up there. But I remembered, like, I had been at, I don't know, we had a guest speaker at school or youth group or something. And somebody said, you know, Character is what you do when nobody's watching. I remember that was ringing through my head. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to show this dark world that I have character. I'm waiting this light out, you know? So I'm feeling like really proud of myself. I start kind of looking around and I look over and I see, you know, there's a park bench or not park bench. There's a bus bench and there's a median and two lanes of, You know, two lanes of traffic and then this bus bench. And there's an old lady just sitting at this bus bench. And I look over and I see her and she sees me and we make eye contact. And I immediately, like, look away and I'm immediately like, oh, no. And sure enough, out of the corner of my eye, I see movement. I just see her getting up. I'm like, crap. So I make sure, like, all my windows are up, all my doors are locked. um, And... um, she just starts walking right over to my car and she walks right up to my window and she knocks on it. And I look over and I see that she's like holding a plastic bag and it's, it has stuff in it. Clearly I can't tell what, and she looks indeterminate in age. She looks like she's had a hard life either way. Um, and I decide I'm gonna flick my window down you know but it's automatic windows so if I push the button too far down like my windows just coming down so I literally like lift my foot off the brake and hover it over the gas pedal and put my left foot on the brake so I'm like if this window comes down I'm peeling out of here I just don't have a good feeling about any of this so I flick the 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 window net just like incrementally comes down and I'm like can I help you and she leans down and she's like my boyfriend beat me up I have a friend who lives down the road can you give me a ride and I look at her I can't determine if what she says is true but I know that she's holding a bag I know that everything inside me is screaming peel out now uh and still through that all for a second i hear like characters what you do like what if you give her a ride home while you wait out a red light like that's double character points or whatever but i'm like no uh so i'm like i'm sorry school night i'm in school like i get home sorry curfew blah 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 she leans in she says my boyfriend beat me up I have a friend who lives down the road. Can give me a ride. And now I know something seriously wrong. And so I just say sorry. No, can't do it. Sorry. She leans in and she starts saying it again. And right when she gets to the part where she's like, "I have a friend," the light turns green. And so I slowly start taking my foot off the brake. I'm like starting to roll forward. I'm like, I'm, so- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And she just looks at the light. She looks back at me. She leans in. She's like, you made the right decision. She picks up her bag and she walks back to the bus bench. And I immediately started crying. (laughs) (laughs) Just bawling my eyes out. (laughs) And I cried all the way home. Uh And the next day I told my dad. And he used to do this thing where if I told him a story or whatever, or if he just wanted to instill some fear in me, Mm -hmm. he'd print out like a terrible article and lay it on my bed. And I remember that night coming back from school and seeing an article on my bed. And the article was basically like man in Miami gets jumped while talking to somebody out his window. Mm -hmm. You know, he was basically thinking like people are probably just waiting for me to open up my, door to let her in and right. they'd all jump in or bum rush me or yeah. whatever. I didn't get the sense of that because there weren't any places for people to be hiding. I just got the sense that she was not right. Yeah. Um, and that still today is probably the most terrifying thing that has
2: ever happened to me.